When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, welcome to Fearless with Jason Whitlock. I am Jason Whitlock, your host. Happy Thursday to you and yours. We're almost to the weekend. Fantastic show planned for you today. Bryson Gray in studio with me today. Round of applause for Bryson Gray. Yay, Bryson Gray's here. That's always great to have someone in studio, and particularly Bryson on today because Donald Trump had a town hall meeting uh, on CNN last night, and there were fireworks everywhere. Uh, TJ Moe is going to join us in the A Block as well. A round of applause for TJ Moe. TJ Moe is going to join us from St. Louis. He watched Donald Trump as well uh, last night. So let's, Steve Kim's going to join us. We'll talk a little sports, but we got to talk Donald Trump first. Jordan Bowles is going to join us, uh, but we have to talk. Donald Trump first, and before I show any highlights, I just want to give everybody a chance initially to give their initial thoughts on how they thought Donald Trump performed last night. I thought he totally obliterated CNN. I thought my number one takeaway, I think was an obvious that most people had, was like, could Joe Biden for 70 minutes stand toe-to-toe with an adversary who was interrupting and trying to correct and injecting. After two and a half years or however long we've been dealing with Joe Biden, just to see someone that sharp and be able to go topic to topic to topic and and follow the conversation and have quick responses, it's, it's very hard, it would be very hard to convince me that last night was a bad look for Donald Trump. I thought it was a good look. Bryce? Um, <clears throat> I'm very critical of Trump. Uh, when I fight, he deserves it. But what I will say is last night, I felt like I was watching 2015 Trump. I'm not going to lie. It was very entertaining. That was a Trump a lot of us supported. That was the Trump a lot of us voted for. Um, now, for biblical reasons, obviously, I still have issues. But that that's the Trump. That's the Trump we want to see right there. I loved it all the way through. I mean, the abortion stance was, <clears throat> the abortion was weak, but that's different. We'll, we'll get to that here in a second. Uh, TJ, your thoughts. I loved it. He's one of the few guys that that isn't, he's not only not afraid to go into the lion's den, he actively seeks it out. And so he's the one who set this up. I think he reached out to CNN and probably said, hey, you guys are a dying company. If you want me to save your ratings again, I will. And bring out whoever you want. I will go out there and go toe to toe. And so that this is why people love Trump. I mean, we, we've talked a lot about this in the past. Trump is a fighter. And Republicans historically are the John McCain's. They just are, they're apologetic and, you know, I get it. He's a, he's a military guy and all that, but 
John McCain on the political stage was weak, and Republicans are tired of weak. So what they got to see last night was a fighter. That is the draw to Donald Trump. And not only is he a fighter, he'll fight anyone. And so here's this woman uh, trying to go toe-to-toe with him, and he was like, oh, you want to fight? I'll fight. And, and that, you're saying 2015, Donald Trump, and again, let's remove the abortion thing for now. We'll talk about it here in a second. That was better than the 2015 Donald Trump. And the reason I say that is because when I heard him in 2015, I'm like, man, this dude ain't never been president. He don't know what he's talking about. He's just pulling it out of his rear end. Now he's sitting there like, no, this dude's been president for four years and he knows exactly what he's talking about. And so it just, it added a layer of credibility to him. And, and, and so I'm going I'm to jump ahead before I uh, go back to the Caitlin Collins, the woman he was. But, but here's what I thought was his best moment. She tried to get him to call Putin a war criminal. And I thought, man, this dude just took her to school. This sounded very presidential, very adult, very experienced, and just far more savvier than, than this little robot woman who was sitting there trying to pretend like she knew more than Donald Trump and he's such a liar. P- play the clip of, of him correctly saying why he didn't want to call Putin a war criminal. Do you believe that he is a war criminal? What? Do you believe that Putin is a war criminal? He's responsible for the deaths of thousands well, of Well, I think this, I think it's something that not, should not be discussed now. It should be discussed later, because right now we have to get a war. If you say he's a war criminal, it's going to be a lot tougher to make a deal to get this thing stopped. Because if he's going to be a war criminal where people are going to go and grab him and execute him, he's going to fight a lot harder than he's fighting, you know, under the other circumstance. Uh, that's something to be discussed at a later date. Right now, we want to get that war is? settled. And I'm not talking about the money either. I'm talking about all the lives that are being, the number of people being killed in that war is far greater than you're hearing. When they blow up a city and those buildings come pouring down and then they say two people were injured. No, no, hundreds and thousands of people are being killed and we have to get that war settled. I thought that was his best moment. And, and again, this is where, TJ, I'll go to you first and then we'll swing to Bryson. This was, I think this was a better version of Donald Trump. It was the best version of Donald Trump I feel like I've ever seen. I think that's true because I think what happens oftentimes is Trump, when he feels attacked, uh, starts saying somewhat irrational things and he can drown on forever and just go on. And so uh, <clears throat> we know this about Trump. Trump likes people who like Trump, that if there's one, if you're going to encapsulate Donald Trump in one sentence, that's it. Trump likes people who like Trump. Um, Zelensky likes Donald Trump. And so I actually think he had some incentive to say Putin's a war criminal. And you should you should not, you know, because, because he got impeached over the whole deal. And Zelensky was the guy who came out and said, hey, man, that remember the perfect conversation and such. And Z- Zelensky came out and said, you know, there was no quid pro quo with me. I don't know what you're talking about. And so I actually think Trump had some incentive to say, hey, you're attacking my boy. And he didn't. Uh, that, that was one of the few times I think self-discipline uh, when speaking 
is not one of Trump's greatest uh, strengths, but I think he showed some last night, and that was that was when we talk about you know the art of the deal and negotiation and all of that. Trump prides himself on that, and I actually <coughs> think you saw that on the big stage last night. Like that was an actual. Let me show you how this is done, CNN. You don't just go out there and act crazy. It's like <coughs> it's like when he was telling everybody. Um, uh, about withdrawing from Afghanistan. He's like, you don't tell them the day you're going to withdraw. What's the matter with you? you? You have to, you don't tell everybody your war plans. Let's get things figured out. So that actually, that was business Trump at his best last night. Did you have a favorite moment from last night? I think that, I, I, I think that was it. Uh, it was, it was along the same lines, perhaps not that, perhaps not that exact moment. It was when they tried to pin him down on the Democratic talking point of, hey, you're pro-Ukraine, right? And he said, I just want to get the war stopped. He's like, I, I'm not taking sides here. Do you know how many people are dying? I just want to stop the war. And she asked him three or four times, tried to pin him down. Do you want Ukraine to win? He's like, I don't look at it like that. And you can't put me in this box and I'm not going to do it. So there was another moment of discipline for Trump that I think was the right answer. And again, perhaps had some incentive to be on Ukraine's side because Zelensky had done him a favor once upon a time, but he didn't take the bait. Bryson, did you have a favorite? moment last night of course i did oh <laughs> <laughs> my favorite moment is obviously when he called her a nasty woman oh <laughs> she was a nasty woman she wasn't there to host a town hall she was literally there to debate trump and not only did she debate him she wouldn't even let him respond to things she said it was like so disgusting i mean typical modern woman in 2023 but it was just so disgusting that you couldn't even let the man speak or let him respond. And Trump, one time Trump said, uh, can I respond to that? Like, can I respond to that? Like, you can't just toss out something and not let me respond. Like I said, this was this. I mean, I can see the argument for this being Pete Trump. I'll even give it to you. This is top tier Trump right here, man. Let's play the clip of him calling her a nasty woman. Let's or a nasty person, I think, is what he actually said. I would like for you to answer the okay, question. Okay, it's very simple to That's answer. That's why I asked it. It's very simple to You're a nasty person, I'll tell you. <laughs> Can you answer why you, why you held on to the document? See, and, and CNN jumped to defend her, and I'm sure leftist wall jumped to defend her, but, but that snark of, yeah, that's why I asked it. She's outside of her role. And, and, and not that I even mind that she was outside of her role, because I, I think what I saw last night was better than a debate. It, 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 uh, four or five candidates, or even just two candidates on the deal, the, the, these debates with the little time you know, clock and all the when they can talk and who asked the question, this was an actual debate. I didn't mind it. Even though it was billed as a town hall, I didn't mind it. I thought it worked in Trump's favor that like, okay, you want to get it on? Let's get it on. And, and you, you want to sit here? And again, I would imagine this woman is maybe 40 years old and Trump is pushing 80. And, and for him to be lighter on his feet, more intelligent, more quick-witted than someone half his age, I just thought was an outstanding look and contrasted. There's no one that can watch that and think, oh, my God, what would happen if Joe Biden was in, in this arena dealing with this? Because I, I saw people saying, 
Hey, uh, Joe Biden should do this with Tucker Carlson. Have a town hall <laughs> with Tucker Carlson. Joe Biden would he would he would wet his pants. I mean, th- there's just no way. Yeah, I, I think Trump, if he was a boxer, <clears throat> I think if Trump was a boxer, his greatest feature would be being a counterpuncher. So I do agree with you, Wax. That's such a beautiful take because I think her being very combative brought out the best Trump. Without her being the silly woman she was, we wouldn't have got the Trump that we saw last night. So I, I, I do agree. He's very, he's very quick-witted, and he, you're right. He's just, he is pushing 80. Excellent job, man. A-plus for me. So I think you and uh, TJ agree on uh, the worst moment for Trump. Uh, Bryson, I'll let you unpack it first, and then TJ, you follow in behind. So obviously it's the abortion issue. Um, and the abortion issue seems to be a a fall from grace for conservatives now. And it, it just started quite recently. It's this soft look on abortion. Uh, shouldn't be just outright illegal. Uh, cases of rape and incest. You're making up all these excuses. But is it murder or is it not? If it's murder, then it's murder. It should be treated as murder in our law. If it ain't murder, then stop saying it's murder as a conservative talking point and show your true colors. That's what I want from Trump. That's what I want from everybody. Just admit you are liberal on the issue. That Because in this country, abortion was illegal up until the 70s. So uh, in every state in this country. So I think we need to start uh, being honest about this conversation and see who really cares about the, the unborn children. TJ. Took the words right out of my mouth. Either we are made in the image of God, Genesis 1:27, or we're not. Either we're fearfully and wonderfully made, Psalms 139:14, or we're not. Either God knew us before we were in the womb, Jeremiah 1:5, or he didn't. If you're a Christian and you're trying to tell me this is a state's rights issue, then you're not a Christian. I can't help you. And that conservatives, and particularly Christian conservatives, are telling on themselves. They're like, no, 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 it's a, it's a state's rights issue. And what you're saying is, I don't actually care if babies are murdered in California. Just say, just say that. Just, just tell me the truth. I don't care about New York babies. Those babies don't matter to me. I'm only a Christian here in St. Louis. And so I, I got real problems with it. The other thing is, I just think conservatives, even take the Christianity out of it. Conservatives have no idea how to play offense, and it just drives me insane. Conservatism is a naturally defensive position, right? We're trying to preserve the good things about the Constitution, but we're constitutionalists. This is is who we are. And progressive, even with their bad ideas, they're always pushing for change. Well, for 250 years, we're playing defense, and that's how you lose. This is why my entire life, and long before that, conservatives have just ceded ground forever. You just keep going backwards. So learn something from that. You can only score touchdowns playing offense. And so go get something. And how you go get something is you say, this is a federal issue because we care about the sanctity of life in America, no matter where these children are born. And so they're saying, well, it's too radical of a position. Well, if you want to learn something, if you push a more radical position, this, this is the, the, probably the Bernie Sanders doctrine, right? The more radical your position is, the more moderate the other positions look. So suddenly people would think, well, states' state rights aren't so bad when you're saying that we should stop abortion everywhere and everybody would stop arguing against it. So I just think it's bad strategy and I also think Christians are idiots if they actually go with that position. I'm going to defend President Trump. I'm going to let's play his clip talking about abortion and him bragging 
on himself and taking credit for the Supreme Court overturning Roe v. Wade. Let's play the clip. The fact that I was able to terminate Roe v. Wade after 50 years of trying, they worked for 50 years. I've never seen anything like it. They worked, and I was even, I was so honored to have done it. We are in a very good negotiating position right now only because of what I was able to do. And remember this, again, you talk about radicalism, People that will kill a baby in the ninth month or the eighth month or the seventh month or after the baby is born, they're the radicals, not the pro I just want to give you... Listen, he gave a political answer. He's not a conservative. He's not a Christian. He say he is. What do you think? <laughs> nah, he said he don't ask God for forgiveness. So, <laughs> so he's, he's a politician. He gave a political answer. My expectations for Donald Trump are to give a political answer. He wants to get reelected. What, what, as a Christian, and again, I, don't, I reject a political identity. I, I, reject, I don't like being called a conservative. I certainly don't like being called a Republican. I've never voted. I've... I've intentionally try to avoid a political identity. I know I have one now being partnered with the blaze and, and you know, the, 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 the Democrats have left me no choice, but to call them evil and satanic. But, but that's just my biblical worldview pointing that out. This man is a politician trying to get reelected. He's sitting here saying, look guys, We've been fighting this battle for 50 years. I got it done. I, I, I got Roe v. Wade ended. I'm going to take a step back, and, and it won't be part of the, the next four years, hopefully, that I get. Uh, someone else is going to have to carry the ball. I just won a 50-year battle, and, and so give me my flowers is basically what he's saying. And, and if I start down the path that Bryson and TJ want me to go, I may not get reelected and it, it may turn off so many women and, and so many suburban voters or whatever that I may not get reelected. So he has a very short term goal that he feels like if I can get reelected, if I can get another four years, if I can name another Supreme Court justice or two, then perhaps what Bryson and TJ wants could be a reality. There's an issue with this theory. Uh, the first, the first thing is, if Trump deserves flowers for for Roe Wade being overturned, which I think he does, then George Bush also uh, deserves flowers because without Clarence, Clarence Thomas, it wouldn't have got overturned. Um, so, but I do think you know we're gonna get flowers to give both. But see, people aren't gonna want to concede to that point. Secondly, this whole theory that uh, women, uh, conservative women or Republican women. Uh, are sort of partially pro-choice is kind of, it's, it's just not true. If you look at any exit poll data, any exit poll data, you may can find something different in a, a state here and state there, but if you look at the exit poll data, be, the majority of Republicans 
want abortion illegal, the majority. Not only that, if you look at the exit poll data from 2022 midterms, we flipped every single, we, we improved in every single voter group uh, except for single women, but we didn't lose in single women. We just remained stagnant compared to 2018 midterms. And I'm, I'm comparing those two because it's without a president on the ballot. Uh, so we actually had so much improvements by being more harsh. Do you know which groups we lost in? There's only one we lost, we decreased. The LGBT. You see, that's the only group that uh, Republicans decreased in in the 2022 midterms. Uh, so I don't think people are looking at the numbers. I think people are looking too much at social media. You see these abortion advocates being loud, and you think, well, if we go too hard on abortion, then, man, that means we won't get the, get the vote of women or young people. But statistically speaking, it just isn't true. TJ, you got it. That, that's interesting, Bryson. TJ? I, I agree with Bryson on, on all of that. <clears throat> I will also add that I think conservative women are probably the strongest advocates of pro-life in America, that they're the ones leading the charge. And you got those of us that are with them, but th these are because these women have had babies. They've actually felt the movement of their children inside of them. And th these are the, the idea that women are not pro-life, I think, is absolutely crazy. Now, you got you got the independence and you've got. Um, the satanic leftists who just want to kill their children. But I, I just, you're going to have to show me a position on the left that they've said is too radical that they've backed off on and they're still winning elections. So why are we playing by a different set of rules? Like which, which position? Every time we say that's too radical, it's going to lose them an election. They double down and then they win the election. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Well, I, I believe and I know CNN will disagree, and I'm a conspiracy theorist, they're winning elections because they're better cheaters, and they, they harvest votes better. Uh, I, I do, what Trump did, and I don't know if, my, this is how bad my memory is, I can't remember if Trump said this, I've watched so many clips, and I watched the thing last night, I can't remember when he and what he said, but, but I think he pointed out at one point, was, and was this in a clip we just showed where he said like, they want abortion at seven months, eight months, nine months. They're even talking about abortion after birth. He, he pointed all this, the wickedness and the evilness of it. And so I, I thought that was a very clever tactic, uh, or, or I thought that was more aggressive than what Trump was in 2015 or at any point in his life of an understanding, like he's coming into an understanding of like, man, these people really are evil. They, they really set, there's no limit to when they think they can't kill a baby. I thought he pointed that out. I thought that was an appealing message. I think he believes if he goes too far, there are some women that are sitting on the edges, maybe not conservative women, but he's trying to expand and perhaps reach out to, to people that are finally starting to understand. Like, Hey, this is good versus evil. And, 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 
I, his calculus is they're not ready to hear like if I stand there as president and say all of this is murder, they're not ready to hear that. But what they are, what they will understand is like seven, eight, nine months after birth. Wow. It, and so it opens people's minds. Take me. Until the, oh, Roe v. Wade was overturned and I saw women and nut jobs out in the streets convulsing and acting like killing a baby is the most important thing. I saw women, uh, some woman running around like she had blood in her vagina and a baby. And I'm like, all of it just lays like these people are evil and possessed. If your most important position is killing a baby in the womb, that's what wakes you up in the morning. And, and that's what like you are evil and you have a problem. And I thought he pointed that out. I get where you guys are coming from, but my expectations for any politician and any uh, let, let's let's give him the benefit of the doubt. Let's call him a, a Christian in infancy. It's uh, <laughs> a long infancy. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's too high of an expectation. Uh, the other the other clip I wanted to play is uh, CNN getting crushed. Post town hall, post town hall, they tried to interview the audience or some people that were watching the debate and they were ripping Trump for talking about the 2020 election. And Trump has done such a great job of educating America to like the narrative and, and fake news and how it actually operates to see someone call out this CNN a uh, broadcaster in real time, just an audience member, call out their BS and what they're doing. I don't think we've ever seen this before. Let's play that clip. Does it bother you that he keeps talking about 2020 and not 2024? I'll ask you first. This is Jonathan Leslie. He's 40, Republican, voted for Trump twice. How do you feel about those lies? So I feel like part of it's also the media narrative as you guys asked him the first question at the town hall about the 2020 election rather than current stuff. So don't you think he could say it's time for me to start talking about 2024 and not lies that aren't true? Couldn't the media ask him a question about 2024? Well, there were questions, but you're right. That was the first thing, but that's something that was on our mind. And that's why I was asked first. Mike. <laughs> that was awesome. Okay, that was amazing. <laughs> and that's the game they play. They ask a question about 2020 and then blame Trump for talking about it. They spent 20-some-odd minutes talking about 2020. I don't know how many minutes they spent on January 6th. And, 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 and then post-show or post-town hall, when they, they first turned to some panel, I think, that uh, Jack Tapper was maybe hosting, or he was on with Anderson Cooper, and it was five women and two men, and, and listening to their whole conversation. I was just like, this, y'all crazy. This is nuts. Jay, Jay Tapper said uh, the most chilling moment is when he called her a nasty person coming off of being liable for sexual abuse. <laughs> so it's, it's really the Democrat version of 5D chess, right? They set you up, make you answer something, and then make you to blame, blame you for it afterwards. I mean, that's the game they play, their version of 3D, 5D chess, and it seems to work for a lot of Democrats. I don't think it works for anybody else, though. This is... He, they've produced, in my mind, 
a far more formidable foe in Donald Trump. Not only is Trump better than he was in 2015, his supporters are better. Mm. I don't think so. At oh. all. Nah. I think his hype, because everybody was more united. Even in 2020, uh, tr- the Trump supporter base was more united. I think now it's, it's so divided. Like, now you got a lot of DeSantis people, and you can barely find even, like, I don't even, I'm not a big fan of Trump right now, or DeSantis for that matter, but I'm, I'm letting you know he had an A-plus last night. There are many DeSantis supporters that's not, that, that <laughs> won't even admit that. So I feel like there's so much division in this movement. I don't think the support base is the same, but maybe he can replace that with new support base, possibly. You, you think I, Trump's, uh, DeSantis is polling at what, 19% or 8 yeah, yeah, but but the people that's like pro DeSantis, a lot of them are saying they won't vote for Trump. Period. That's TJ. I think that's nonsense. I, look, I'm a DeSantis guy right now. Um, I will happily move to the Trump camp if and when Trump proves that he's the 2015-16 version of Trump and not the 2021 version. You know, there there, there is. It is funny that you guys just to backtrack for a second. They said, you know aren't you tired of him talking about the past? And he said, well, you guys asked him about it. He's like, well, it was on our minds. So, well, then maybe it's on his mind. Maybe it should be on your minds too. It was on, your, it was on CNN's mind to ask the question. And so I do wish, because this, this is one of my biggest problems with, with President Trump. I would love for him to say, guys, listen, you know exactly where I stand on the 2020 election. I don't know how much more clear I could be than that. But I am watching this guy named Joe Biden destroy our country. So I'm going to look forward to 2024. And I will have already proven what I can do for this country. And I will continue to fight. That's why I declared earlier for the presidency than anybody in the history of America. I told you virtually right away, I'm running again. I'm running again, and then I'll declare as soon as I can where it makes some sense for campaign finance, and then he went at it again. So I, I do actually wish you would move past that and say, guys, listen, I'm just going to get after it. I'm going to do exactly what I did in 2016, and, and as a current DeSantis guy today, I can be persuaded. I promise you, I was, I was one of the guys that if, uh, if I wasn't in St. Louis on January 6th, I would have been out there with Bryson, weren't you there? I would have been out there. I'm just, you know, I'm all, builder. yes, I'm just telling you, it's Trump has a gift and it is, a, it is a gift of uniting people with a passion that you've never seen his rallies. You've never seen anything like it in the political world. This dude can fill stadiums. And I think if he can bring that magic back from 2016, that 19% for Ron DeSantis will go right back into the Trump camp. Not- <laughs> You're not dropping on board with Trump. I'm, I'm, like I said, this is that's 2015 Trump. Nostalgia-wise, part of me was like, boy, I got to vote for my boy right there. But to be honest, once again, my faith, as I said many times, um, I'm actually thinking about staying home, and I have no qualms about it. I don't care who get mad about it. I don't. I, I feel actually so at peace to stay to stay home because this country needs, like like I said, to do the right between 28 and 29. The only way this country can be saved it won't be through Trump. It won't be through DeSantis. It can only be through Jesus Christ. And this country lacks repentance. Uh, so I think this country deserves Joe Biden. I think it deserves to get worse over the next four years, not better. So I don't really care. Bryson, Bryson, yes. I want you to think this through. Have. You're about to get married. <laughs> yes, can't wait. You're going to have kids. Lie. You don't want to leave them what, what's coming. You don't want to leave them what we have right now. I want them to fight against it, but it's, it's, inev- it's inevitable. 
The Bible, the Bible tells you what's inevitable. This country, this, this is the most demonic country, or the West is the most demonic part of this world. In the entire world, this country is so demonic. We're even trying to force other countries into our demonic behaviors. This country don't deserve a better president. This country don't deserve a good economy. This country deserves everything it has coming to them with Joe Biden. Joe Biden is what this country deserves right now. Period. That's what this country deserves. TJ, you got to help me out there. Bryson's, he's done, dang near throwing me the same knockout punch Trump threw last night. <laughs> yeah, I think that's crazy talk. I, I yeah, I think that's crazy talk. I, I think I think the Bible is littered with with God rising up people to stop the depravity. Right? This each prophet came in, warned them about their depravity, and then somebody would would rise up, right? And so, I mean, this is but it, it requires repentance, though. It certainly does. But but and, and look, I'm I'm with you. The the when you said that. It is not going to be Trump or DeSantis. It's only going to be Jesus. I couldn't. We could end the show right there. Couldn't agree more. I, I'm saying that I think when we get in a, in the meantime, um, while we're because I actually do think there's a Christian movement happening in America, like I haven't seen. There are more people outwardly speaking about their faith than I've ever been aware of. So this Christian movement is starting to take root. What we can't have happen is for the laws to get turned upside down and make the fight harder. And so I don't want it to be outlawed to, you know, we can get to the point where there are only men playing in women's sports. We can get to the point, they could actually put into the, they could put a constitutional amendment in that you had to allow abortion, right? If you allow it to get too bad, that fight is very, very difficult. And just because we need to repent, and we do, I don't think we should sacrifice the lives of innocent people in the meantime. 24 say, and it's not sacrificing the lives of, the lives of innocent people because we talk, we talk about abortion. Like, let's just be honest. You can say Democrats will make certain things worse, but Trump won't make them better. Trump already said Bruce Jenner can use any bathroom he wants. Um, I mean, Trump, Trump is better than Joe Biden. We obviously all agree on that topic. But as far as the issue regarding, regarding uh, faith, l- let me be honest. Conservatives, they ex- exploit children because it's the safest thing to say. They say, we're just against them pushing drag shows on kids, right? And that's what probably Trump will say. In reality, what a Christian should say is there should be no drag shows, period. There, it, there's no point in the Bible where a drag show would have been allowed. Uh, yeah. But in Matthew 24, good, this is why I love the Bible so much. In Matthew 24, Jesus gives, gives us a view of what these times will look like. And it's going to get worse for Christians. And I feel like that's what we need. You talked about the Christian movement. The only reason why this Christian movement that you're speaking of is starting to grow is because we're seeing demonic forces take over this country more and more and more. So if people get back comfortable, that Christian, mo- that Christian movement will sort of slow down. We don't need comfortability. We need to, we need lions. We need warriors. And the only way you'll see them warriors is when we are tested. So I need more people tested. Here's the only thing I'd say TJ, to that. <clears throat> before I want you, TJ, I want you to respond, but I, I, I do. Some of that landed well with me, Bryson, in, in terms of, of, I do think TJ's right. I agree. Like, things are moving a good direction, but not nearly fast enough. And so I'm taking hope and like, I've watched Tucker Carlson start to lean into his faith, and I'm inspired by that. Again, I saw Donald Trump last night 
start to explain. Hey man, these people are evil. They're the crazy people. They want to kill babies at seven, eight, nine months, and I'm the crazy person for blah blah blah. I, so I'm starting to see progress, but I'm not seeing progress fast enough to offset what's already been done and what they're planning. And 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 so there's part of me that thinks you're right. It does have to get worse before it's really going to get better. And and. I understand some of your point about like, yeah, they have backed us into a corner where we're, we're saying, hey, just keep the drag stuff away from our kids. They, they backed us into a corner on that. And, and, and instead of, you know, anybody go back and listen to the shows uh, that we've done this week. They've been right on time. No wonder YouTube is censoring us so, so bad because we, we've talked about yesterday, just yesterday about women and, and dominion of the earth and what God's responsibilities were to men beginning in Genesis and how women are trying to unseat that. And we, we saw it just last night with the woman and what she tried to do to Donald Trump. Uh, and, and, and there was a, sh a show we did earlier uh, Monday. And now this sucks getting old. I just, you lose your train of thought, but, but to, I, I, I'm saying TJ and I, I'm turning back to you is that I get where you're coming from, Bryson, and I, you're putting me on the spot in terms of, because part of me is, it, but, but part of me is just older and just like, hey man, we, let's take these baby steps. If we can get the drag queens out of the schools and away from our children, then the next thing we can do is get the drag queens back hiding somewhere, uh, you know, ashamed to, to be doing, you know, what they're doing. Yep. Uh, so there's a process to it, but TJ, go, go ahead. Go, go ahead. I don't actually think uh, Bryson and I are, are too far apart on this. The, the only thing that I'm saying is, uh, at least for me, and maybe I don't represent the country, but what I'm seeing is I think it's bad enough. And that's why I'm seeing the Christian uh, uprising. And so maybe it's not bad enough. And maybe Bryson's right about that. My view is that it is. And so I'm, I'm taking my cues from Matthew 5, and I'm trying to salt the earth and save as many babies as I can. And I don't want any more votes to go the wrong direction to murder more children. And so that this stuff's important to me because I've, I think God is directing all of us Christians, but you know, me in particular and you guys to go out there and fight and fighting politically, even for a, a candidate as imperfect as Donald Trump. And they're all imperfect. Trump's just more honest about it. But I, that guy will save some babies and he already has, and he will help to some degree. And I, look, I'm, I'm with Bryson on this, that the idea that, uh, Trump has basically sent out a memo that says the culture war is not that important. And Kerry Lake is out there uh, this past week talking about it on Twitter. I'm not on board with that. I, I, to, to Bryson's point about the drag queen stuff, I sent out a tweet probably, a tweet probably two or three months ago when this, when this stuff was kind of hitting a crescendo. And I'm like, can we stop acting like the only thing wrong with drag shows is that kids are there? Drag shows are weird. Drag shows are totally abnormal. It's, it's a mental illness that people are coming to throw money at a man dressed as a woman, and you think that's good entertainment. That stuff's crazy. I was at I was at a restaurant with my brother the other day, and this this is will be the most controversial thing I'll say today. But I was at a restaurant with my brother the other day, and there was this 
flamboyant gay dude who just wanted you to know without ever saying the words, hey, I'm gay, just so you know, everybody's gay. And I'm like, I want to go back to a world where you're ashamed of that. I do not want you to think it's okay for everybody to know that you're gay. That is sinful behavior. That's depravity. I, I, look, even when I'm out with my wife, I, I'm not all over her. And so I, I'm not telling, one, I don't like the general behavior. But if I were all over my wife, you know, it's kind of weird. Not everybody wants to watch it. But at least it's not sinful behavior. The idea that you can go out and be this flamboyant it, it drives me insane. And so I want to go back to a world. I want to go back to an America where you're ashamed of that stuff because it's sinful and everybody wants to normalize everything. I don't want to normalize sin. I want us to go. You talked yesterday, Jason, about fat shaming. I want to go back to fat shaming. I do. I want to be able to point out. I do too. When, yeah. When Lizzo's <laughs> out on television, get her off my screen. She's 800 pounds. She can barely fit on my screen. I don't want her on it. All right. It's, it, 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 <laughs> This is true across the board. I just, we have normalized everything. I'm tired of it. So I'm, Bryson, I'm very much with you on that. I don't think Trump's eyes are open as much as they need to be, but it is my job. Again, if, if we're starting from the very beginning, Royce White has talked about this. You cannot, uh, how does he phrase it, Jason? Um, but it, you can't value life if you don't value life in the womb, something, something along those lines. And so I'm trying to save as many babies as I can. I think it's gotten bad enough. It sure has enough for me to go out and, and fight this battle as much as I can, and I hope that's true for everybody else as well. So I, I want to, and this is, you know, let me take care of our friend. I want to make one other point, but I want to take care of uh, one of our great sponsors, who's been very loyal and supportive of us, and I need you guys to remain loyal and supportive of them, Nugenics. Guys, are you ready to boost? Are you ready to boost your testosterone, get your old self back? Our sponsor, Nugenics Total Tea, is offering a complimentary bottle when you text 231231 and enter the keyword fearless. Are you ready to lose your shape, your muscle, your energy? As men, we age, we lose free testosterone the man hormone. We lose that fire. It's harder to feel as alive and energetic, energetic, be as active. It's even harder to stay in shape. Now you can get that old fire back with Nugenics. Want more energy, more power to fight the negative physical effects of aging? Nugenics Total T Testosterone Booster will, with Testafin will help you turn back the clock and re-energize your life. It'll help you look and feel like the man you want to be and now get a complimentary bottle when you text 231231 and enter the keyword fearless. You guys know I've been fighting the battle of the bulge. I've been fighting my gluttony. I've been losing weight. Nugenics is part of my routine. This unprecedented formula with science-backed key ingredients to safely maximize your free and total testosterone levels helps you increase muscle mass and skyrocket your performance as you age. Nugenics is also the number one doctor recommended testosterone booster boosting brand. If you're not totally satisfied, Nugenics will refund 100% of your purchase price plus shipping and processing. Now get a complimentary bottle, Nugenics Total Tea, when you text 231231 and enter the keyword fearless, text it now and get a bottle of Nugenics Thermal X our newest and most powerful fat incinerator ever with key ingredients to help you lose fast and get lean fast absolutely free. 231-231, keyword fearless. 231-231, keyword fearless. Message and data rates may apply. 
doctor-recommended brand by primary care physicians. Can't go wrong with Nugenics. Guys, I want to go back to my one other point <clears throat> about Donald Trump and last night and why I think uh, things are going to be even better for Donald Trump. And we got about 10 minutes here, <clears throat> and I want to tack on some sports. I'm probably, we, we, the Korean Cosell, I may have to, because I, I want to stick with this Donald Trump conversation because I think it's important. I think Donald Trump's going to have better surrogates than he had in 2015 and 2016. I think there are some really smart, articulate, seasoned politicians that now that they know that Donald Trump has those four years of experience, are going to feel far more comfortable and far more passionate in defending Donald Trump. And I think we saw that last night from Byron Donalds right after on CNN. Byron Donalds took on five people and destroyed them. <laughs> I thought it was great. I, I, I don't know if Trump, tr Trump's surrogates. Richard Grenell? You, th you, th you thought he did a great job? No. Oh, oh, <laughs> no. oh okay. Richard Grenell's one of Trump's top surrogates. That, 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 that's Trump main man with the game plan. And he's a homosexual who says that being gay makes him a better Christian. Mm. Okay, I'm, you threw me for a loop. <laughs> Byron Donalds, this guy could be vice president. I yeah. thought he slayed the people. This is a long clip, about three minutes, but I thought it was beautiful what Byron Donalds did last night. Let's play the clip. A couple of things. First of all, town halls are for the voters, not for the press not for the person who's the moderator. Caitlin spent more time interjecting her own viewpoints or her own look, views on the situation. Me, the, the, those are actually hold, facts, facts Now, are you, hold on, are you guys not gonna interject your well, views on here? Do I get a chance to right, speak now? If you're speaking okay, falsely, second, second, those were facts. The town hall is for the president to speak to the voters of New Hampshire, not for this back and forth well, with, with media. Who that's number that? one. Hold on. That's, hold on. That's number one. Number two, with respect to Ukraine, I totally disagree. He did not say he was just going to give over Ukraine the way you intimate, Van. He did not say that. What he said was is that he would actually look for a solution to end it quickly. He put 24 hours on it, but let's be very clear. What Joe Biden has done has been a disaster because initially with Ukraine. Joe Biden wanted to give Vladimir Zelensky a, a ride out of Dodge. He wanted to give him a plane ride. And it wasn't until people in Moscow, in Ukraine, here in the United States said this invasion is wrong, that Joe Biden reversed course. Do you want a victory in Ukraine? Do you want a victory in Ukraine? I'm just trying to respond to everything that's been coming up on the table. Last thing, let me say this. Um, we spent 20, 22, 23 minutes talking about January 6th. Uh, we could have been talking about a whole lot of other issues instead of do, doing that for the first half hour or so. But let me be very clear. What was said in this town hall about National Guard troops that were authorized by Caitlin, by Caitlin was wrong. I'm on the oversight committee. I was in two hearings on January 6th. It was testified in oversight that Donald Trump authorized National Guard troops on January 4. He followed up in a call with then acting Death Secretary of Defense on January 5, trying to see where the deployment was on those troops. That is testimony in the Oversight Committee. Everybody testified in Oversight Committee when Nancy Pelosi was Speaker of the House, except one organization, and that was the Capitol Police. Did you read the Secretary Nancy of Nancy Pelosi would not allow that. The, it, I'm, tell, well, I'm telling you what was testified right. to 
and the Oversight and Committee Ka under right. oath. Well, let me just correct you, because what, what Kalen was saying was what the former Secretary of Defense sure. wrote in his book. He said the president did not. Can I, just I am ask telling one you thing? what was what, what he testified to under oath. I, I, the Oversight Committee. Congressman, can I just there ask? There are the facts. Go ahead. Do, you do acknowledge Donald Trump lost the 2020 election, correct? Again, we're going to continue to talk about 2020. No, I mean it's a direct yeah, question. Right now, hold on. Let me we, tell, we are, we are let me tell you. Let me tell you why most voters are frankly kind of tired of y'all bringing this up. Inflation, you, border. You don't have the courage to express your America, opinion about what I'm a Republican voter. I'm a Republican voter. Voters want to talk about inflation, the border, fentanyl, the debt ceiling, foreign policy. If you want to talk American about the democracy. 2020 election, let's talk about this. We do know that Mark Elias was in many jurisdictions suing to actually change election procedures, which, by the way, is at the hands of the state legislature in every state, according to the Constitution. Not in the hands of courts, not in the hands of the Supreme Court. The state legislature. We do know that to be a fact. We do know that true. You won't state your opinion about actually factually what happened in the 2020 You guys election. want me to make a state. And this is Frank, let me tell you right now. This is what's frustrating. Want you to to just lot of, this is what's frustrating to a lot of people. You want me to state it the way you want me to state no, it. No, I don't. I'm telling you. I want you to just the answer the question. Do you believe why certain people do you believe the, the election was election the way that it, they do? I understand why now, some people moving believe forward it, into you? 2024. A couple of things are very, very clear. The nation is a mess. Our border is overrun. Inflation is crippling every family. Republican, Democrat, Independent. Those are do the you facts think, of the matter in 2024, not 2020. Can I just ask you a question? Not 2020. Six people. And this whole thing, you don't have the courage to state on the record whether the 2020 election was rigged or not. Or I don't, Did you have the courage? To, to, to call out them for the Russia hoax and and for four years of Hillary and everybody and Rachel Maddow and them saying that that uh, Russia stole the election. Do you have the courage to acknowledge that that lie and hoax of Russia is what inspired people to cheat in 2020? How do you prepare people mind to cheat and do things that are illegal. You one, you tell him, hey, the guy running for president is Adolf Hitler. And two, you tell him, and he cheated to become president. So that justifies in their mind cheating. But none of y'all have the courage to call that out. Does Anderson Cooper or the, the woman in yellow is allegedly a Republican. Yes, she was allegedly a Republican that's jumping in there. Do they have the courage to come on and say, Hey, you know, the FBI set people up on January 6th. Do you have the courage to say that Ray Epps, uh, nothing happened to him. The man's on tape encouraging all this nonsense and BS. You don't have the courage to call that out. And now you want to call out a congressman that's, sitting, that's doing you a favor, coming on your show, the only voice of sanity in the whole deal. And you want to call him a coward because he doesn't want to talk about the, the he doesn't want to go on record about the 2020. Everybody knows the damn thing was stolen. You're the cowards and the liars that won't acknowledge that there are legitimate reasons for people to think Joe Biden, a corpse who wouldn't come out of his basement, got 81 million votes and we're not supposed to be suspicious. More votes than Obama. Bye -bye. Yeah, <laughs> we're not supposed to be suspicious. And they're, they're acting like this dude's a coward. I mean, cut it out. The whole, but I love what I saw from Byron Donalds. Uh, hope to get him on the show soon. 
this guy could end up being president. That was a excellent job, I just saying. I've never seen him in a uh, in a situation under pressure. I've seen him in the quick little interviews. He did that's a top tier job, A plus plus. He 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 did a heck of a job. I have no criticisms at all. TJ. I- yeah, I've seen him one other time. Like he's he's phenomenal. He knows his facts. He's very well prepared. He, he seems like a guy that was that that has been, uh, you know, professionally taught how to debate because he very it, when he when he evades questions, he doesn't look like he's evading questions, and that's a skill because he always finds a way to to repurpose what he's saying. And so, uh, to to your point about having the right surrogates, I you know if he can if Trump can get. People like Kaylee McEnany, who I'm not sure there's ever been a better press secretary than Kaylee standing up there and just lighting into people with her <laughs> with her book every day. She would open up and say, well, you're from the New York Times. Here's the stupid thing that you said today. How do you explain that? You got to get people like Byron Donalds, people like Kaylee McEnany, um, people who are not ashamed of Donald Trump's character, because what people have to understand, and this is what I acknowledged almost immediately probably 2015, 2016, because, you know, nobody knows anything about Donald Trump, but you don't want to have to take on his personal character and defend it because those aren't your actions. So separate yourself from his character and figure out like Byron Donalds did last night that I can defend the agenda and that actually 60 plus million Americans are willing to vote for him. They're not ashamed of him. Why should you be ashamed of him? And he's got to get people around him that are not tucking their tail and apologizing for Donald Trump's behavior. And I think that's what Byron Donalds and Kayleigh McEnany have in spades. They understand here's what the American people care about. They don't care about this lawsuit against Donald Trump from a woman he's never met. I promise you they don't care. And CNN's talking all about how, well, it took all of 30 seconds for Donald Trump to get out his first lie. Well, it took Katie about 15 seconds to get hers out when she said that he got sued and convicted of his sexual assault when he didn't. It was for defamation. They let him off on the rape allegations. And so it's it's one thing after the next. You don't have to defend his character. I'm certainly not going to. I don't have to defend anything that I did not personally do. What I have to defend is my vote. And that's what Byron Donalds did yesterday. He said, American people care about this. This is what I'm talking about. And so that's what Donald Trump has figured out as well. Not only, I don't have a problem defending Donald Trump's character compared to Joe Biden's character. I have no problem. (laughs) Joe Biden's daughter said this man took showers with her. Facts. And, and, and some woman pulled something out of her rear end from 30 years ago and said, oh, he raped me at a grocery store or shopping mall. or It's all some BS. Joe Biden's daughter in a diary not intended for public consumption said this man took showers with her, and she was uncomfortable with it. Inappropriate showers. She, she yes. made sure to put the word inappropriate in there. This mm-hmm. man's son, there's all kinds of evidence that he, this man and his son made millions of dollars sele- uh, accepting money from foreign countries for influence. And so they can have... Donald Trump, in a private conversation told some other reporter, yeah, I I grab him by the vagina. Compared to showering inappropriately with your daughter, 
I don't even think anything was wrong outside of, of course, since because he isn't like a stern Christian. What he said was objectively true because he didn't say he grabbed women by the vagina. He said women let him grab them by the vagina because he's famous and rich. Of course they do. People got to stop acting like this isn't reality. I used to be, I, I was popular where I'm from for making music and women used to offer us the craziest things after them shows. Just, <laughs> just toss themselves at you. What he said is true. And he said it in his, in his deposition. He said not every woman, but a lot of women do. Which is, a, which, is, which, is, which is an objective truth. So I'll defend Trump on that point all day long. See, you've taken me, so because now I'm just sitting there thinking, you're a thousand percent right. I, I'm sitting here thinking right now, and I'm not, I'm not saying this in any way that I'm proud of it, but, but I'm talking about me being on television and me making a bunch of money and me being popular. I, I'm sitting here thinking of, right now about being at a pool party in Las Vegas and some woman pulling her pant or her bikini bottom down to show me her back end and vagina just because I was famous. Yep. And and it's <laughs> And so when someone talks about the reality of their existence and what it is going on, what's been normalized in the culture, and how it, 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 it's... So I don't have a problem defending a guy's character, uh, particularly, in, 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 particularly in comparison to Joe Biden, and particularly in... Let's take his daughter out of... Joe Biden brought Dylan Mulvaney into the White House, sat down, <laughs> and, and basically has told everybody, hey, we should be mutilating kids... Uh, private parts and, uh, you know, uh, no what limits. is it, affirming care? What do they call it? Gender-affirming yeah. care mm -hmm. and, and all of that. This guy is promoting this transgenderism and this total behavior that's in complete objection to the will of God. And CNN and these other reporters, well, because Donald Trump called somebody a nasty person, and had some locker room talk with a, a male reporter and, and some nut job from 30 years ago gets to make some Brett Kavanaugh type allegations against him and, and some court or some jury signs off on it. Man, they can miss me with all that BS. Yeah. Um, well, don't so forget. I, I just. This yeah. guy, this, he raised Hunter Biden. <laughs> Okay, that that may be the worst thing on his resume. This dude raised Hunter Biden and was showering with his daughter at like when she was seven years old. You know, his, his position on gender affirming care is that you should be able to get gender transition surgery as though that's a thing at any age. They asked about they, they actually I think it may have been um, Peter Ducey asking couple weeks ago, hey, should there be an age limit on this? He said, no, nah, that's between the parents. So you as a parent could give your one-year-old gender affirmation surgery. It's the craziest thing. Self a Catholic and he's pro-abortion. Disgusting. So. That's character. That's crazy. Either you stand on your beliefs and your faith or you don't. That's character. Mm -hmm. I agree. Anyway, I'm... Um, I'm sorry that, uh, oh, you know what, that, that's a perfect ending for the show. And not, I got to talk about our friends at Preborn. 
and saving innocent lives and how paramount that is to this show and what we're trying to accomplish with the fearless movement. It, it, I talk about it all the time. Uh, understanding that life begins in the womb is the key to understanding how to operate when life enters the world. And you have to get in that mindset. And, and it, it's, if you adopt that mindset that life begins in the womb, and how can you reject the fact that life begins in the womb when there's all this science and data? They love science and data. Science and data says if you read to your child while they're in the womb, they'll be smarter. So how are you going to tell me life doesn't begin in the womb if the actions you take while the child is in the womb will impact them when they are birthed and start experiencing life outside the womb? It's an illogical argument. Everybody knows it. Preborn fights the evil, satanic, pro-abortion movement. They save babies' lives. They introduce expected mothers to their baby uh, with an ultrasound, shows them the baby. Here's the baby's heartbeat. Women make different decisions. And then preborn comes in and provides that woman with all the essential tools and uh, care and support that she needs the first two years of that baby's life. It's a never-ending process. They do God's work. Preborn is awesome. It's a big part of this show. $28 sponsors an ultrasound. $140 sponsors five ultrasounds. All you have to do, pound 250, keyword baby, or you can give the Jason Whitlock way, preborn.com slash Jason. Your love has the power to save a life. We're fearless soldiers. We take this very seriously. Support Preborn. All right, thank you guys so much. Uh, awesome show. Bryson and TJ did a great job. I did the best that I could. Uh, thank you, and we'll see you tomorrow.